to the River Downstream, our podcast. Here are a couple announcements about what is happening with us in the upcoming weeks. We're coming up to the Night of Music with Christian de la Luna this Saturday, February 10th at Bonnie Dune Community League Hall, where their refugee sponsorship group is fundraising to bring a Syrian refugee family to Edmonton. There will be food, music, and a silent auction where all proceeds will contribute to the family getting here and established. Tickets are $30 and can be found on our events calendar at rivercommunity.ca, through our weekly Currents newsletter, and at the door. If you would like to donate but are unable to attend, you can find more information through the link for tickets. We've been actively engaging in our Human Sexuality Report discussions, or discussions on the HSR. On February 18th, there will be a panel of people who will share with us how they arrived at their position regarding the HSR, what facilitated their understanding, and helped them come to their final conclusions. We're so excited to share this with you, and as always, this will be recorded for anyone who would like to listen back later. As many of you know, we are partners with Bissell Center, and they are hosting their coldest night of the year walk this month. This is a family-friendly two- and five-kilometer walk that happens in teams in order to raise $200,000 by February 24th. Team captains will recruit their teams in order to go out and fundraise. This money helps Bissell Center engage with the community and people around Edmonton experiencing hurt, hunger, and homelessness. For more information on how to sign up, join a team, or donate, please visit the Bissell Center website. You can also find a link in Currents. Our Social Justice Network, or SJN Book Club, is reading Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver for the month of January and February. You still have a few weeks to catch up on that before their meeting on February 25th. Make sure you email melissa at m-a-l-i-s-s-a at rivercommunity.ca to RSVP for lunch so we can make sure we have food for you. You can typically find a copy of our current read in person on Sundays. King's University is temporarily home to a Refugee Canada tent exhibit. You can find the feature in their atrium from February 12th to March 22nd, and it will be detailing what Canada's response has been to displaced peoples from major conflict zones around the world during the 20th and 21st centuries. Definitely an informative piece that you should check out if you get the chance. And lastly, a short facility announcement from Gail. We have, of course, the work of a house. Usually the two main conditions are an inspection and financing. Sort of the same thing here, but way more complex. 60 days to remove all the conditions on that offer. Um, So in terms of the inspection, looking at the whole facility, again, it's it's diverse and complex. Looking at the building, the upkeep, all the mechanical systems, the condo requirements, the zoning requirements environmental reports, permits, and on and on and on. So they're all complex and time-consuming. So um, we're going, working ourselves through that process. Then there's, of course, the financing. So there's the financing around both the purchase of the place and then also renovations. Although maybe seeing renovations is like underselling what needs to be done in this place because it basically is an empty shell and what is within the shell probably needs to be ripped out. So it's not just renovating, but it's sort of constructing. So we need to know then what needs to be done. We need to get some plans, some estimates of the costs. We need to look at financing from a lending institution, which involves applying, getting all the paperwork in place, getting all the approval, needing to do our own financial analysis in terms of whether we can generate the funds, 
both for a, on a one-time basis and an ongoing basis. So that's just to sort of get the uh, conditions lifted, all the inspection and, and financing pieces. So there is lots to do. We've learned a ton, even just in this first week, about how complicated this process is and what some of the complexities are. So as exec, we're extremely thankful for many people who have already stepped forward and dove right in, put in hours already just in this past week. Um, we had an update in Currents that uh, talks about some of the specifics. Um, we're super thankful that Gord Racher has uh, stepped up and is taking charge, uh, taking the lead with uh, just coordinate, coordinating everything, and others who are also um, willing to have stepped up to take lead in other areas. So um, there's a form in Currents that we're asking you to fill out in terms of how you can be involved. And for all of these conversations, we want to engage both those people who are official members of the river, but also those of you who consider the river your home. Um, if you haven't signed up for Currents, if you're not on the Currents list, please make sure that you do because that's where a lot of the information is going to be. So we'll be keeping you updated and engaged as things progress. And I guess from our perspective as executive, we want to be confident that this is the next right step for the river. And so we'll be working hard to move towards discernment of that goal. So we just want you to get involved in the process. And also, please, please continue to pray for discernment through the process because it is um, a large, um, complex, and extremely important decision for the river. So thank you. This week was our interactive service for February. On the first Sunday of the month, we gather together as a congregation of all ages to learn about God. This year, we've been following the contemporary testimony, Our World Belongs to God. This week, how we find God in the Bible, especially through scripture. So without further ado, here is Paul to lead us into worship, and then Andrea will join in to teach us about how our world belongs to God. So as we mentioned uh, earlier, we are in our interactive service today. We've had some really great experiences over this, uh, this year, and it's been so wonderful to be all together in this space. Uh, today, uh, so as, we, as we've been going through the, the contemporary testimony, if you're just joining us, um, the, the, our, our interactive services are focused on, uh, on this contemporary testimony, which is uh, a resource that offers some concise language around uh, what the Christian Reformed Church confesses. And so the Christian Reformed Church, if, uh, if you're new to, to the river, is the denomination of which we're a part. And if you're new to faith in Jesus, or you have followed the Jesus way for a long time, or if you're really not sure what to think about all these Jesus people, uh, these confessions are a great way to be able to understand not only what we believe, but how what we believe shapes us as disciples of Jesus and as mem memberships of the fellowship of God. So we're going to continue uh, on with that today and we'll be reading some stanzas from the contemporary testimony. So far we've journeyed through our understanding of creation and how creation's relationship with God has become broken and how God has worked toward redeeming all things by becoming human in the person of Jesus and then we talked about how we experience God's Spirit last time we met for our interactive service. And today we are going to talk about how God reveals, uh, is God's revealed to us through Scripture. So it's going to be a great morning. We're very excited that you're uh, here with us, friends. 
If you would allow me to, uh, to pray uh, and join me in prayer as we uh, prepare our hearts for what God has in store for us. God, thank you for your welcome into this place and into this time. Thank you that your spirit has prepared to meet us, uh, that no one here is here by accident. And God, we pray for open hearts indeed. Pray for open minds to receive what you have for us. But God, our sincere prayer, what we pray in earnest, is that when we leave this place, we leave transformed and shaped by your spirit so that we can move forward doing your will in the world that you love in a way that is closer to your heart. In Jesus' name. to be with you here this morning. If we haven't met before, and my name is Andrea, and typically on a Sunday, you would find me with the kids in the mess hall. But on the first week of every month, we get to all hang out together, and I love this opportunity to learn and worship and grow as a whole church body. Um, Paul kind of walked through a little bit of what we've been doing in our interactive services this year as we've been walking through the contemporary testimony. And today we are focusing on the portion of the contemporary testimony that reminds us that scripture reveals God to us. Um, Possibly you are familiar with the verse in 2 Timothy that comes to mind most often in churches when we talk about scripture. And it tells us that scripture is God-breathed. It carries the very essence of who he is. And then it continues to tell us that scripture is useful for us. It teaches us and somehow it has the capacity to change us. And so the contemporary testimony reflects these truths about scripture and about how we're supposed to use scripture. But it does it in a really cool way. Today we're going to be reading three stanzas and each of those stanzas actually give us like step-by-step actions that we might use when we approach scripture. And so our service today is going to follow the three steps that the contemporary testimony teaches us. And we are going to study one passage of scripture together following these three steps and then our hope is that Maybe these steps are familiar to you, but if they aren't, it might inspire your personal study when you go back home and you're opening scripture on your own or as a family. It might help you to read it in a new way and find God in a new way. So our steps that we have outlined are this. Hear the story, learn the story, and do the story. And we'll walk through one story from the book of Luke together. We are going to be reading and learning the story from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19, and this is the story of Jesus and the ten lepers. This is just one example, but we encourage you to use these steps in any passage that you are reading in Scripture. So we're going to start by reading the first stanza of the contemporary testimony together. So if you would join me in reading. The The creation creation shows shows his power and majesty. He speaks through the prophets, poets, and apostles, and most eloquently through the Son. The Spirit, active from the beginning, moved human beings to write the Word of God and opens our hearts to God's voice. 
I absolutely love the wording of the contemporary testimony. It has been, when I first found it, it was very refreshing to me. And it continues to, I guess, be that way. Um, it talks about how we, there are many ways to know God. We learned in September that God is revealed through creation. We learned in January that God reveals himself through the Holy Spirit. Next month, we're going to be talking a little bit about how God reveals himself in community. But today, we're talking about how God reveals himself through his story written in Scripture. This stanza says the Bible is written by many authors, and I love the word, they were moved to write down the stories about God. And it says that God is most eloquently displayed through Jesus, and our readings about Jesus in the Gospels record his narrative and his story. So the first step, hear the story, asks us to enter into the narrative of the Bible. And this is where we are going to start this morning. If you would like to follow along with the Bibles on your tables, you will turn to Luke chapter 11, 17, sorry, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out to him in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. So this is the story that we are going to enter together as a church today. Now, we heard the story, but sometimes you can listen to something and it doesn't really sink in. I don't know, you can passively hear the story, but I would encourage that in this first step, we try to really deeply enter the narrative and try to discover what moved Luke to write this down. So there are multiple ways that you might do this. And kids, you would be very, very good at this portion. In fact, I would probably call you experts because at school, you probably write stories and read stories a lot. So you might already have the skills to think through some of these details and helped us with the first step. I told her the story and I asked her, could you write draw the story in detail for us. And in this portion, you might be thinking through things like, what is the setting of the story? Who are the characters? What's the action that's going on? Made a storyboard of some of these details. Kids, you can look at this storyboard and kind of see what details would you have added or would you have changed? We've got the 10 lepers who are leaving the city, and they're very sad and warning people that they are unclean. Then we have Jesus coming. Then they are healed as they present themselves to the high priest, and one of them comes back to thank Jesus. We could go a step further and use our imaginations. What are the facial expressions that are happening in this story? What are the emotions that are happening in the story? What are the sights? the smells, the sounds. 
adults and teens. You might go a step further and you might ask questions like, who wrote this story? We know in this one it was Luke. Why did they write it? What stories surround it in the Bible and how do those stories give us clues about what the author was trying to teach? And you might even ask, what is the historical context? If you consider yourself a theology nerd or you want to dip your toes in a little deeper, you might move into questions like, what would a concordance tell us about this? People who have studied this story in years past, what words jump out to you? And you might want to do a word study. What were those words in original Hebrew or Greek? And how do those words speak to us today? Now, for us to do this first step together, I have not planned a seminary lecture, and I'm not going to hand out concordances, but I did think possibly we might be able to engage in imagining a little bit more and hearing some more details that surround the story. Are you guys willing to participate in that process? Yeah. Okay. So, I wonder what it might have felt like back in the Bible times to find out that you had leprosy. When you contracted this disease, there was absolutely no cure. People were very scared that it was going to be contagious. So uh, to avoid spreading this disease, anyone who had leprosy was forced to leave their homes, leave their jobs, leave their friends and their families, and live the rest of their life banned from their communities. Take a moment to imagine what that might have felt like. Can anyone imagine how that might have felt? Might have felt sad? Scary? It might have been scary? Hmm. I wonder if anybody is prepared to show us how that felt. At this point in the service, we had a very fun dramatization of 10 lepers within our own congregation. This included toilet paper bandages and a rhyme scheme. Unfortunately, we cannot share that with you here, so we're going to move on to the next section. That was incredible. Thank you, everybody, for all of our amazing actors and for Andrea for leading us through that. That was fantastic. Thank you all. So, yeah, I mean, we, as we are uh, moving through this uh, this morning and this, this moment with our contemporary testimony. We've just had this experience where, where we've allowed ourselves to, to hear the story, and as Andrea encouraged us to do, to really uh, consider what's going on here, who are the characters, what, what all do we sort of see, what can we imagine ourselves smelling, and, and rather than simply listening to, to the story, like we might listen to, say, the radio when we go about our, our household tasks, we're wanting to, to pay attention so that God's purpose in the word that Hebrews calls living and active is accomplished in us and through us. So today we heard God, God's word through imaginative storytelling. And, and in your own time, you know, maybe you can use some of those, those same skills to kind of invoke your own imagination uh, when you're engaged in reading, reading God's word. So as we move on to our, our next step, kids, we've got a, a special uh, challenge for you, a special, a special job. I've heard that you are extremely talented artists and that some of you have even contributed to making a full-on storybook or two in Mess Hall. Is that true? Does anyone remember doing that? 
Okay, great, good. I wasn't led astray. So today we're going to do exactly that same thing. We're going uh, to ask you to pick at least one of these scenes from the story that we've just heard, and we'd like you to draw it. So the scene could be the 10 lepers outside the city, or it could be Jesus walking with his disciples. It could be a leper being healed. Uh, how might you show the, the sores falling off or being healed? It could be the Samaritan saying thank you to Jesus, or the lepers showing themselves to the high priest and, and, or, or, or returning home. But whatever scene you would like uh, to draw, and you can pick more than one. There can be more than one scene that you draw. We'd love you to do a really good job of representing what you see. And think about that. What, what are you seeing? What are you hearing when you, when you experience that story? And for you adults, we have something that we're going to do as well. Just to add up by way of um, asking, has anyone not received a copy of the contemporary testimony for your, your household yet? Okay, great. So for the Steenbergens, there's, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, in the, they're in the back in that grateful basket right there. If you'd, like to, if you'd like to get one. So all of, this, all of the um, readings that we are doing in these interactive services are in this Our World Belongs to God booklet. Uh, today we're on page 19, so stanzas 31, 32, and 33. So now that we've heard this story, the question that we ask ourselves is, how do we go deeper? How do we find what God might be wanting to reveal to us as we engage with God's Word? And a clue to this can be found in stanza 32 in the contemporary testimony. So I'd like to read this together, if we could, friends. Here's what it says. The Bible is the word of God, the record and tool of his redeeming work. It is the word of truth, breath of God, fully reliable in leading us to know God and to walk with Jesus Christ in new life. So leading us to know God and to walk with Jesus. Next week, we're going to begin uh, learning about the, the book of Luke, where this story that we're studying today is found. And Luke is what's called a synoptic gospel, which means, like Matthew and Mark, it offers a synopsis of the life and ministry of Jesus. So we can read the Gospels uh, and the stories that we've journeyed through even this uh, year as we've talked, talked through the, the Old Testament about the, the, the nation of Israel, and we can learn plenty about God. But is that the same thing as knowing God? Learning about God, is that the same thing as knowing God? What we're talking about here, friends, begins with hearing the story like we just did, and when we move deeper, we talk about learning the story. So the next way we'd like to challenge you is to, uh, is to ask you how God has revealed uh, his character in the story. And so we're going to do this at your tables in groups. And if, if uh, you're not at a, at a, a group, maybe you could, you could uh, find a group to join. And what we want to ask is for you to have a conversation now at your tables. And if you, if you don't have Bibles, uh, maybe you, you could uh, put, a, put a hand up and we'll, we'll uh, grab one for you. Um, but again, but, and, and the, the reference here again is uh, Luke, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19, if you want to find it in your, uh, in your Bible that's on your table. So what we're asking you to ask yourselves at your table are, are these questions. What characteristics of God do I see revealed in the word that I just read? Or 
what words, actions, attitudes, or experiences stand out to me from the word that I just read? So what characteristics of God do I see revealed? Or what actions, attitudes, or experiences stand out to me? So we don't want to influence your, your thoughts here too much, but, but I want to encourage you to sort of look past sort of the, the surface of the text. And I'll give you an, an example of when I read this text, what stood out to me. So the ten lepers, they, they cry out for Jesus to heal them. And rather than do this himself, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, go and see the priests. And so the next thing we read is, and as they went. As soon as Jesus says, go and see the priests, and as they went, is what we, what, what we read in this account. So this attitude of obedience is what stood out to me. These men had a plan for Jesus to heal them himself. And when Jesus had a different plan, they trusted and obeyed. So we have this lovely whiteboard that uh, Abby created this morning. There's some great, great reminders of uh, some of the details in our story. You've got the Bibles on your tables where you can read it for yourself in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. And we want you to just spend a few minutes now with these questions in your mind. What characteristics of God do I see revealed in the word that we've read? Or what words, actions, and attitudes or experiences stand out to me? So what stands out to me or what characteristics of God do I see revealed? And on the large papers that are in front of you, we'd love you to just jot down some kind of two-word points or some, some short phrases uh, that come up at your tables and just spend a few minutes here talking with each other and then we're going we're gonna to share them together uh, as, as a group. So those two questions, what characteristics of a God do I see revealed or what actions, attitudes, or experiences stand out to me? Have a conversation for a few minutes, folks, and we'll come back. And- How's our, how are our conversations going? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of hum, which is great. We love seeing, uh, seeing these discussions take place. And I hope that over our, um, over our potluck today, that these conversations will continue. When you think about those questions, what characteristics of God do I see revealed in the word that I've read? Or what words, actions, or attitudes or experiences stand out to me from the words that I've read? Does anyone have anything that's coming up for them? What's, what's standing out to you from the story that, we're, that we're, we read today? Jesus was inclusive. Great, Nate, yeah. Even Samaritans can be healed. Exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, so the, if you didn't hear it, the, the, the uh, observation was Jesus was walking the border between Samaria and Galilee, right? So there's this kind of idea that, oh, I'm, like, I'm not in either camp. That was kind of a neat, a neat observation. So, excellent. Anyone else? So it wasn't like, I need to do this myself. I'm going to send these off to the priest. Yeah, okay. So, so, God, so God's character reflecting humility. That's lovely, Judy. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Okay, yeah. So there's a lesson to be learned. So it's not just about what God is doing, but why God is doing it. There's, there's a reason behind what God is doing. It's great, Eric. Sure. So, so the lepers are coming to Jesus to ask for healing. And Jesus says, I'm sending you on a journey or I'm sending you away. You got to believe that. Yeah, there's, a, there's an act of faith in, in that obedience. Yeah, that's excellent. Thanks, Corey. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Does anyone else have something that's stood out to them? These are amazing. Thank you all for 
Jared. Right. So, so they're t- so they're taking your taking your risk by being obedient, and and then they experience God's kindness in their in their obedience. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks, Jared. You're all very you're all very good teachers. You should be. We're gonna we're gonna start a rotation. Everyone's gonna come up here once once a week. It's gonna be great. Excellent. Well, thanks everyone for for sharing what you have what you've learned in the story. So so we're moving well through this, uh, this sort of wading pool, if you like. If you think about a, about a swimming pool and you sort of start and you kind of go deeper into the story and, and then pretty soon you're immersed in it. That's what we're, that's what we're doing here. And you're all doing such a, such a wonderful job. So, um, so these, these reflections that you have are going to be up on the screen for, for a moment. Uh, and we'll, we'll bring them back a little bit later on so that you can reflect on them. And we really appreciate that you're you're taking part, kids. How are your how are your scenes going? Anyone? Yeah. Does anyone have like a want to show up show an update? How's it? No. You're, it's a work in progress. Okay. All right. We don't want to ruin any surprises. Thank you for working so hard at it all. This is great. Okay. So now that we've spent some time hearing and learning the story, we come to our final step in discerning God's purpose in speaking to us through the Word. So, do we remember what that? Final step is we've heard, we've learned, and finally we we do we do the story. So that's stanza thirty three of the contemporary testimony. Which, if we can read that together, friends, it's it goes like this: The Bible tells the story of God's mighty acts in the unfolding of covenant history. As one revelation in two testaments, the Bible reveals God's will and the sweep of God's redeeming work. Illumined and equipped by the Spirit, disciples of Jesus hear and do the word, witnessing to the good news that our world belongs to God who loves it deeply. Disciples of Jesus hear and do the word. It's one thing to hear, but still another to learn or to know, to knowing that our hearts are transformed and shaped by God's Spirit. And we call that illumination. So that our desire to see God's will done in the world that, God's, that God loves increases. So this is always my prayer for us as we, as we enter into worship. That we're shaped by the experience that we, that we have here uh, in this, this time that God crafts for us. And that when we leave this place, our attitudes and our actions help to bring God's kingdom closer. And, and uh, James says something very, very similar to this. So in James 1, chapter 22, uh, this is what we read. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at their face in a mirror and after looking at themselves goes away and immediately forgets what they look like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So friends, we've heard from God, and we've learned something about God's character, or possibly God's desire for us, but one question remains. So what? So what? We know, we know what God's desire is, but what do we do with what we know? When we close the Bible and carry on with our day, running to the grocery store or attending meetings or framing houses or doing whatever we're doing, 
how do the inclinations of our hearts and the actions that we choose reflect what we've come to understand through the Word of God, which God speaks? So here's where it gets a little bit more personal for you, friends. Rather than with your groups, we want to invite you to use, there's, there are some uh, smaller cards on your tables there, I think. And if you've got those in front of you, we'd like you to write your answer to this question. So it's a, it's a prayer that we'd like you to, to pray, and this is what we call a prayer of illumination. And it's a great way for us to uh, engage with God's Word anytime. So it's this prayer. God, through your Spirit and your Word, you've helped me to know this. How would you have me live out this knowledge in the world you love so that I might further glorify your name? So my, what I, my takeaway from this story, if you'll remember, was trust and obey, right? That was, that was sort of the, the two words that came up for me, were trust and obey. So from that example, I might pray, God, through your spirit and your word, you've helped me to know that, your desire, that you desire my trust and my obedience. How would you have me live out this knowledge in the world you love so that I might further glorify your name? And I can tell you that I'm quite sure I know what God's answer to this question is in my own life. And I'm going to keep that to myself for now, and you might want to do the same. But if you would like to share what God's laying on your heart, we want to make the microphones that are up front here available for you for the next few minutes to share what God is drawing out of your heart. So we're going to invite you to just take a quiet moment and pray this prayer that's on the screen, and we're going to leave you for just the next few minutes. And if in that time you'd like to come and just share what God's laying on your heart as a call, as an act, as an act to do, as a result of how God's revealing himself through, through his word, then please come up and just do it as you like, friends. And we'll draw it to a close in just a moment. So again, God, through your spirit and your word, you've helped me to know something. How would you have me live this out in the world so that I might further glorify your name. So I'll give you just a quiet moment, friends, to pray that. And if you want to come and offer your reflection, you're more than welcome to. All right, friends. Well, thank you for uh, taking part in this. If you if you uh, would love to share at your tables, then you're more than more than welcome to as we uh, as we close. We're super grateful though that you have uh, engaged with us in this uh, this exercise, uh, and we hope that it inspires some further conversation with with friends and family, and that you come away from this experience with a deeper understanding of the way that God can reveal something new, even in words that we might know very well. So as you open God's word in the next, uh, in this next while or from now on, keep these words, keep these questions in, in mind. What did I hear? What did I learn? And now what do I do? If you could join me in prayer, friends, thank you for joining. God, thank you for the way that you speak to us in community, the way that you speak to us in times of worship, the way that you orchestrate these moments where we can connect with you. And also, God, thank you that your word is living and active. Thank you for your promise that it never returns to you empty and that it always accomplishes what it sets out to. You're a faithful God who makes good on your promises. 
and we're so very grateful for it. Thank you for your word today. May it land in our hearts, shape us to be more like you in the world that you love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this recording. Just a reminder that you can find our website at rivercommunity.ca. There you can find our events calendar with information about upcoming messages and gatherings, or sign up for currents. Feel free to send us a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Our services start 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, and you are welcome to come early for coffee, tea, and bagels. Have a great week. Bye-bye.